<laughs> Welcome to Some Shit We Like, episode number 259. I'm totally using that. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, what's up, everybody? We're here. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. Maybe You're some back. Maybe some cool stuff. I'm back. Yeah. I was at a cheerleading competition last week. Yeah. yeah. Mike likes to cheerlead on the, on the weekend sometimes. Yeah, we got third place. Mm. We placed, though, so it's all right. Um, but yeah, I'm back. Cool. Did you do anything else? Uh, like a busy week or tell, tell us no, you were gone I, for a while so I was, just, I was gone for a week I was gone for a week uh, I've been playing a lot of Zelda and uh, that's pretty you know, that's deep. pretty much it playing a lot of Zelda 60 and, hours <laughs> yeah playing a lot of Zelda and doing stuff with my kids that's all cool um, me not so much no? doing anything we getting hyped though for uh, when hiking Royal Rumble that's tomorrow oh Royal Rumble's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been watching... That's the one where everyone gets in the ring? Yeah, every two minutes. <sighs> See? I'm yeah. learning. He's learning, he's learning. So Royal Rumble's tomorrow. NXT is a show tonight, but I haven't watched NXT since the last special, so I probably won't watch the special tonight. Um, but what I do like to do is I like to go back and watch old Royal Rumbles. My favorite, yeah, that's right. My favorite Royal Rumbles. Um, last night... Actually, I did some... Uh, you don't know who Bruce Pritchard is, but Bruce Pritchard is a guy who worked in wrestling. He played a character called Brother Love in the 80s, but he also worked as a producer and writer and all that stuff. And he's got a podcast called Something to Wrestle With. And what it is, it's basically him telling his memoirs every week. It's like, hey, Bruce, what happened when Royal Rumble 1988, which was the first Royal Rumble? And it was also the first show that Bruce ran the live production of when him, him working there. And so what they did was they talked about all the matches on, on that show with the exception of the first Royal Rumble match. And then they did a watch along where it's like, hey, cue this up on the WWE Network to this time frame and hit play, hit mute, and we'll do some commentary over it. So I actually watched the Royal Rumble match with their commentary over it last night, which That's was really fun. And then, yeah, if, you get, if anybody out there is a wrestling fan, you should really check out Something to Wrestle With if you haven't listened to that podcast yet. It's pretty badass. Uh, and then also the other Royal Rumble I watch every year, no matter what, is Royal Rumble 92. And that's the, f- the first and only year the championship was vacant and the winner of the Royal Rumble became the WWF champion. And Ric Flair won it that year. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but it's from like all the matches, from the opening match to the Royal Rumble, the commentary. There's, it's hard to find a more perfect wrestling show than the Royal Rumble 1992. Cheesy play, brother love. <clears throat> yes. Um, Cheesy knows. Yeah. So that's that's uh, what I've been doing this week. I was watching old Royal Rumbles, cool. getting hyped for Royal Rumble this weekend, and uh, this year they're doing the first ever all women's Royal Rumble match. So there's gonna be thirty oh. women over the top rope. Same thing. This year. Yep. The first ever. First ever really? all women's Royal I Rumble that match. They would have... They've had women in the Royal Rumble before. But they've uh, never had an all-women's all match, which is it's pretty historic. It's pretty cool. I want to watch. Yeah. I don't know when or where I'm going to watch it, but I'll let you know. Come over here. Okay. Watch I'll, it here. I'll let you know. It'll be fun. Stephen um, Amell is not going to be on or anything like that. Nah, never mind then. <laughs> that's the only wrestling that uh, he watched, Cheesy, was when Stephen Amell and Stardust had their little thing going on. Yeah. Um... That was, that was interesting. Uh, something new I discovered, uh, and I, I don't know, oh, I never did Voxer, I think. Uh, I was, I downloaded the, the, uh, comic, comic, <laughs> downloaded the comic, comicology app. Comicology oh, app. comicology, yeah. And I forgot that they're partnered with Amazon, 
And apparently you can actually borrow comics. Really? Yeah. I was able to borrow comics from, huh. from Amazon and I guess you return it when you're done? I don't know how it works. It probably just can't use it anymore. But I think it's five ninety nine. you get like unlimited access to whatever comics you want to read. Really? That's pretty Which cool. kind of just blew my mind. Like, God, I gotta get a Kindle now. Yeah, you should, man. They're like 50 bucks. Yeah, they're cheap. And, um... And so, yeah, uh, like, I don't know, I, oh, I know why, it's because I've been recently watching, or I finished Runaways a oh, while yeah. ago, I'm like, you know what, I need to get back to it, I, I know I, I have the trade somewhere in storage, I don't want to look for it, so I said, right. fuck it, I'm going to get it digitally. Yeah, your storage unit is so far. <sighs> yeah, it's extremely far. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's that way. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so what I did was I went on there, and I was gonna be like, I'll buy it, it's probably going to be like... 10 bucks or something or whatever. And then like, oh, it says borrow uh, Runaways Volume 1. Like, all right, cool. So I I borrowed it and I figured I'm going to have to pay or something. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pay shit. So it's the app is a subscription to the app or what's the deal with it? Like, do you have to pay? You can buy a subscription Uh if you want. But I think like with most first volumes, you can just borrow them. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, So so that's something new. If you have a Kindle, what you can do, if you have a a library card for your public library or your county library, you can actually go onto the county library website and borrow books digitally. And you download them onto your Kindle and they give you a license to use that book for 14 days, I think. But after 14 days, you can't open it again. Um, When you try to open it, it'll be like, hey, you got to go re-borrow it. So it's actually really cool. I haven't used that... um, uh, my wife's mother, though, she was a librarian, and so she actually was the one that told me about it, and she uses it all the time. Like, she doesn't ever buy any books. She just borrows them from the library on her Kindle, which is really rad. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, my, my sister actually works at a uh, library, or she used to, until she started going back to school. Uh-huh. And she told me, like, you can get audiobooks, too. Really? From Holy shit, I didn't the know that. LA Public Library. There's an app, and uh, yeah, you can just, you can borrow them that way, too. Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. Um, I never ended up. I, I have Audible, so yeah. <laughs> I ended up just getting it from there. But uh, oh yeah, my third and final credit is coming up too. By the way, yeah. I get three months for a dollar a month of Audible. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely got to read that cheesy. Um, I'm actually I actually started it, so um, I think I'm like I think uh, I want to say like ten pages in, so I haven't really got too far. Obviously, that's pretty cool. But uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I really love the series, uh-huh. and um, yeah, that's that's something new I learned. So that's pretty yay, comicsology <clears throat> and Amazon. That's pretty um, cool. I like that. Yeah, took you a month to finish it. <laughs> Dang, probably take me longer. <laughs> I I mean I haven't really read anything big, uh, comic book wise, but except for like long long series. But I read Why in like three days. Remember. Yeah, why? <laughs> I read Why the Last Man. Why like the Last days. Man? You can just run right through because yeah. it's that good. Oh, I did the same thing with Scott Pilgrim too. Me and my son, we finished Harry Potter. We finished Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, the yesterday. first one. I thought you yeah. said all of them. No, no, we finished. We finished the first book yesterday, uh, Thursday, Thursday night, and we're gonna watch the movie. Oh, okay. Today, I think. Oh, really? so yeah. he hasn't seen the movies. Uh-uh. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So we read. I read. Read him the book. We're gonna watch the movie today, and then Monday when he goes to, when he gets his reading log from school again. We're gonna start Chamber of Secrets. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know how that goes and see what he says between the movie. And so, the being someone that's never read the first book before uh, or read those books at all, I really enjoyed reading that book. Like, it's yeah. a it's a really good read, and I really I saw the first two movies when they came out, but that's all I've seen. I've seen bits and pieces of 
four and five, I think. But yeah, uh, and ref reading the book and then remembering from the movie. Uh, remember what I remember from the movie? They do a really good job of cramming that whole book into that movie. Mm. But I don't know. I'll have to watch the movie before I compare and contrast again because I haven't seen the movie in ten years, fifteen years, or whatever when it first came out. Yeah, I binged those movies. Um, But I like the movie. I don't know if I could ever read the book. I could listen to the book, but I don't know if I could read. The first book is a really good read, actually. The way the way it starts is pretty awesome. Uh, All right, so should we get into the show? Sure, let's do it. All right, so we both saw a movie. Yeah, together, in fact. We're together? Yeah. Oh, well, not together, but, but at same, this, around the same, same movie. movie around the same time. Yeah. Um, so. You want to lead off with this one? All right. Why, why not? I mean, we okay. can talk about it really quick because I kind of already talked about it and you kind of already talked about it. So okay. real quick, we can go over it. We uh, I saw Pitch Perfect. I kind of talked about it, I think, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But now we can discuss it. Yeah. Kind of a little bit more. In yeah. Depth. yeah. Um, um, I really enjoyed the movie, man. Like. I had no, I didn't, I had no expectations going in. I enjoyed the second one. If you want to check it out, we reviewed Pitch Perfect two on this show. We did. Uh, yeah, we did. I don't remember. Uh huh. And you that guys, did, you guys hid it from me that you saw Pitch Perfect one together, mm-hmm. and I saw it like over New Year's Eve or something like that, or New Year's Day that year. And then you guys were like we saw it too, and I was like, well, fuck you guys, didn't tell me you saw this movie. But anyway, we were kind of embarrassed, I think. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, wear it on your sleeve, bro. Ashamed. Wear it on your sleeve. Anyway, we'll talk about embarrassing. I'll talk about embarrassing when we get to a movie I'm going to review later. Um, but yeah, so we saw Pitch Perfect three. Uh, we've seen all the movie, all three of them, and uh, I really, really liked the first one a lot because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. And right, right away they announced the second one and I was like, oh, here we go. Cash in money. Let's cash in while we can. And the second one was enjoyable, but was nowhere near as good as the first one, in my opinion. Um, I did like the music, music arrangements and the songs that you chose to use and stuff like that, but it just, it didn't have the same feel that the first one had. This one, however, I enjoy as much as I enjoyed the first movie. And I said and the exact same thing. It is so shocking how different of a movie it is and how, how good it is and how, how much fun it is. It's just a fun movie that like pokes fun of itself, you know, yeah. doesn't take itself too so yeah. seriously. So I, 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 um, I went and saw it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids wanted to see it, so me and the wife took the kids. And yeah, I just, yeah, it just, it pokes fun at itself, like you were saying. Yeah. And jokes come out of nowhere that you don't expect to happen. There's like cool little nods to, to the first movie in that movie. Yeah, they yeah. kind of pretend like the second one didn't exist, with the exception of Haley Steinfeld's character being in it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so, and also, me and my wife also saw another movie that uh, uh, Rebel Wilson is in, called How to Be Single. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I heard about it. I haven't watched it. I want to see it. So, this the end of this movie kind of sets up that movie in a weird way. Really? Yeah. Her character in How to Be Single is... um, She doesn't have a job, but she has lots of money. And then she has like an inheritance or something like that. And Um, she says that at the end of the movie. At the end of How to Be Single. And then, in Pitch Perfect 3, she finds out she has a lot of money... 
and like, that's so funny. We both yeah. looked at it and were like, holy shit, that's hilarious. They could totally tie together with that other movie. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Pitch Perfect 3 was super fun. The action sequence that they opened the movie with was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is going but on I, here? I loved how they opened it because you think like, how the fuck are they going to get to this? That's what I kept <laughs> yeah. thinking about the entire... How are they going to get to that explosion off of a boat? And like, it's in the trailer. Yeah. And uh, they did it so well. And oh my God, John Lithgow. Perfect. So, so and everything. Good, man. Everything he He's does so is perfect. He's so good in everything. Um, like, I've, yeah, it's like, try to name a bad movie with him in it and you really can't. As far as I can. No, you can't. I can't. Um, I still think my favorite role of his is in uh, Dexter. Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, he's good in that too. <laughs> <laughs> I watched yeah, that movie way too much when I was a kid, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, um, he was so good in this. His, his accent was it was almost like no a, a some parody. Yeah, of, of sometimes a bad the accent was horrible, and sometimes it wasn't even there, and sometimes it was fine. But that wasn't the point. The point was we got John McCain yeah, on the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so fucking but, go see it. Here's what I'll say though that's well, hilarious. If you guys have played the video game Guitar Hero Live, which is the one where they put the live action bands, the fake bands playing in like a airplane hangar and you're playing as one of them on the stage kind of thing. Yeah. And as a, also sidebar, that game is super fucking rad and awesome and was a great uh evolution of the Guitar Hero franchise and it's just a bummer that it didn't sell well because I would totally play that some more because I still play Guitar Hero Live pretty regularly um but anyway so they have all these fake bands in guitar hero live and the bands that were on the uso tour with the bellas look exactly like the fake bands from the guitar, guitar hero, hero live game funny. it's so funny dude you guys should look that up <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious but man yeah it was just one of those weird things where i went in with zero expectations and it went from being like the first movie was like, this is like a joke of a movie almost. Like, we're going to make fun of this thing that's kind of popular right now because of fucking Glee that everybody's all into. And now, like, you have groups like the Pentatonics and there's um, there's actually a group that I like called Van Canto that's been around for a really long time that is like a heavy metal rock and roll acapella group. And they're awesome. And uh, they started to get more traction recently because of... or few like five six years ago when these movies came out because it became a thing the second movie was like just more of the same and this movie was almost like a parody of the parody that the first movie was and uh all the little tiny throwbacks to where like at that one point when she goes and i brought this just in case and it's a cup and then it kind of smacks it out of her hand and it's one of those things the first time i saw it i didn't catch that oh you didn't catch that i didn't catch that Uh. But I did catch uh, Fat Amy getting the burrito thrown at her during the action sequence. Did you catch that in the kitchen? The guy picks up a burrito. It's it's in a wrapper. It's like a frozen burrito. Oh, no, and he throws it at her and hits her right in the chest. And she goes, oh. And then oh, goes back to that fighting. Oh, a burrito. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember. That's funny. Yeah, That's... so there's funny little throwbacks to the other movies. and It was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. And I also I'm in love with I'm in love with Anna Kendrick. So, Cheesy uh, um, wants to know what's under your head. Um, <laughs> what's under your... Zero hair. I shaved my head the other day. So yeah, and uh, I, look... I, yeah, I tried taking it <laughs> off, and it's like it's like Velcro. <laughs> it's it's also uh, extremely not tan. So with the lights, it would be really bright in here if I took this off. So 
not doing it. Um, I gotta try. I gotta try the double chocolate chip frap. Um. All right. So uh, we saw that together. Or we saw well, that. Saw that. Yeah, we saw that. We uh, saw another that. movie you saw. Uh, that I haven't seen yet. Okay. Because I actually haven't even heard of it. You want to talk right? about embarrassing. So, it's not really embarrassing because I don't really give a fuck. You said it's a um, Netflix original, It's right? Netflix original, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't even seen this or heard of it so, promoted. The only reason I watched this movie is because I happened to see a commercial for it somewhere. <laughs> and uh, the director also directed one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. And you'll know this because I told you about this. Yeah. Look, I love the movie Drumline. Fuck y'all. Okay, I love it. It's um, it's so, and no matter if I come across it on TV and it's on, no matter where it's at, could be two minutes in, could be two minutes from the end, I'm gonna finish watching that movie. I love Drumline. So the director of Drumline directed this movie on Netflix called Stepsisters, and it's about um, uh, okay. So what I gathered, what I gathered from the original trailer was that it was going to be a white sorority trying to join a black sorority step group. You know, step group as in oh, like... Oh, I think I have okay. heard of it. So, that's what I thought going in. And I was like, oh God, that's that's weird. And then it flashed, you know, from the director of Drumline. And I was like, I'm in. I'll watch it. And uh, it's actually a fun, fun-ass movie. There's some good comedy in it. Um, but the story is... the One of the girls in the uh, Black Sorority is trying to get into Harvard... Her parents are legacies, but they won't write her a letter of recommendation. She's working for the dean, who's also a Harvard graduate, and uh, the the white sorority uh, get in trouble because someone has sex in a bush outside of their house. So they're threatening to get their charter pulled unless they reform themselves. So the dean has this idea of, like, you teach these girls how to step, get them in this step competition, and if they prove they can work together... And be like an actual sisterhood, <laughs> then I'll write you the recommendation for Harvard. Through the course of the movie, she realizes Harvard isn't what she wants, and this and that, and blah 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 blah. But just the actual comedy of the movie—it's really fun. Uh, I had a good ass time watching it. I laughed a lot, and uh, I really enjoyed this movie. And if you guys—I'm <laughs> not surprised because I know you like drum lines. <laughs> and it, this is like. Again, this is not like a Drumline-esque movie, but from the director of Drumline, I was like, well, it I'll check like it out. I like it. his style. Yeah. yeah, it's in that kind of vein. So, uh, but yeah, I really, really like that movie, and I think uh, people should watch it, because... I don't know if I will, but... It looks like it was made for very little money, and not in a bad way. It looks like it was a... But it's... it's there's a lot of really they fun... They use their budget well. Yeah, and there's a lot of really fun comedy in it. Like, really good stuff. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, nah, that's that's funny. It's just a short review, but I the, like the, it a lot. the uh the title <laughs> stepsisters. <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking it was gonna be some kind of family drama. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was like, what the fuck is stepsisters? And then I think what happened was I was reading an article online about movies that are coming to Netflix in January. Oh, okay. Or throughout 2018 or something like that. And the first one that showed up was stepsisters. I was like, what is that? So I looked up the trailer and I was like. Oh, this looks stupid. And then it said from the director of Joe Brown, and I was like, oh shit, now I have to watch this. You gotta watch it. But it, it was stupid, but in a fun way. And I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. And you guys should check it out. And if not, fuck you for judging me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
cheesy because you've been with us for so long. I'm gonna make you a mod. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, so you, sir. Shit. How do I do it? I forgot. Oh, here you. I didn't call for you, Siri. Shut up. Um, mod. Damn. <sighs> Cheesy, you're a mod now. Damn, giving him all that power and responsibility. Yeah. Well, he stuck around for a long time and we could use yeah. a mod. For sure. Because uh, Bryce is obviously out right now. Siri, Cheesy, same thing. <laughs> I, have my I have my phone right here, that's why. <laughs> um, so, cool. You saw a movie. I saw a movie. Okay. Um, I saw The Shape of Water. I really want to see that movie. Um, I, I, I obviously really wanted to see it too, but it took me a while to actually go out and see it. Finally did last week. Um, first of all, let me just say, fuck you AMC, because I, I just hate AMC theaters. Uh, well, okay, no, correction. I you hate, hate this, people that go to AMC theaters? I hate theaters? this particular AMC theater because it just sucks. Okay. We, tr we try to give this city something nice and they just have to ruin it. <laughs> but it's been there for like 20 years now and it hasn't changed it's been the same garbage no it changed and then they just fucking trash it all over again oh okay it's 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 like anyway that yeah. aside i saw shape of water okay <laughs> coming off in a mini rant um shape of water guillermo del, guillermo del toro mm -hmm. fucking fantastic how i mean I his, his movies are just so good like pan's labyrinth was the first movie i saw of his uh -huh. it's fucking great um he did Hellboy too. Yep. As well, those and like movies. those are really good movies too. Like his his vision for like monsters and his like storytelling mm -hmm. is just so good. Yeah, I agree, man. And um, when he won uh, the Golden Globe, like he talked about like the way like his speech was just like so inspiring. Like I always hope someone would kind of like like my monsters or yeah. I love living in, in a place where I can just write about my monsters. He says my monsters like it's his kids. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, but uh, back to the movie, like the review of it for me is 100% like I'm really rooting for this movie for best picture. Um, I, again, I haven't seen some of the other best pictures other than like Lady Bird and the other ones. I think Disaster was Disaster Artist. I don't remember. But Is um, that nominated? I don't know. I can't remember. I probably okay. should have it up right here, but I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so good. Like, if you just love his movies, if you love great storytelling, this yeah. is all kind of in the 50s, I want to say. 50s, 60s-ish. Um, 50s. And, like, the set designs are amazing. It looks, like, straight out, you know, the 50s. Right. Um, the one thing about this movie that... <laughs> Yeah, I was kind let's of get to it. But I was kind of shamed on publicly on Twitter. Thank you, Ryan O'Leary. Uh, thank you, at the bloody mess. Um, was my distaste for Michael Shannon. He's garbage. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm just not a fan of Michael Shannon. He's I think hot he's, garbage. I I wouldn't go that far. How, I would say I, he's a, I, I think he would be a he, well he is a great theater actor. I just I don't like yeah I just I can't stand him in anything he's in. Yeah, and to be fair, I have only seen him, I think, in like three movies. Uh -huh. This one, Man of Steel, and Premium Rush, which uh -huh. he's so bad He's in. so bad in he's Premium so Rush. He's so bad in Premium Rush. But again, Premium Rush. It's an alright movie. That's a fun movie. Shut That's up. A fun you movie. shut your damn mouth before movie. I tell JGL what you're saying about his, his movie. I watch anything he's in. I do too. Um, but yeah, Michael Shannon in this, like, I really didn't like him in this. And then, like, the more, as the movie camp went on, you know, and the more I started thinking about what this movie's about, yeah. you know, about this monster and this love story between this woman 
you know, and this creature, it's like, this is a fairy tale. Yeah. And he, his acting fits for this fairy tale. Right. So his cartoony, over-the-top over the acting worked for this movie. Okay. And it made me come around on him Ugh. for this movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan. Like, it's, I have the same problem with, um, <laughs> like, uh, when, when they do musicals for, whether it's animated or, or right. live action, and they get Broadway performers to do the s- screen adaptation, nine times out of ten... It's bad to me because I do not like when you're on stage, you have to be big and over the top and over enunciate and over, you know, motions yeah. and big, big motions. Stage, yeah. You have to. But when you're on screen, it can pick up the cameras can pick up the nuance. But I never like the way Broadway singers sound when they do it for TV or movies because they always are they always sound like they're screaming or they're too loud or they all have this really breathy delivery that sounds like they're going to cry all the time. And it's just, it's not good. And I'm a fan of musicals. and it, But it doesn't translate onto small Camera. screen or silver screen from Broadway and big stage performances. You have to make adjustments. And a lot of the times people don't make those adjustments. And Michael Shannon, to me, is one of those guys who doesn't make adjustments. He's just like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to do me. And that's what he does. Yeah. And everything. And it's too much... It's too big, it's too over the top, and it generally never fits. But you're saying that it yeah. fits here. It fits here though. That's okay. the, that's that's the that's what kind of like made me like him in this in this okay. role. And like him in this movie. And like the more as like I said, as the movie progressed, like his character right. just got more sinister and more deep and he he nailed it. Okay. You know, for for this this that's movie, yeah. for this story. I just um, wanted to clarify that we don't think he's a bad actor. We don't like what he does. Exactly. And again, I can't really judge because I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Right. And, you know, but from what I've seen, you know, that's just my, my take. Don't like what I'm, he does. Like, I would like to see him on stage. Yeah, that but he, I mean, like he just fucking destroys like, it. Yeah. Um, but um, enough of Michael Shannon. The movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't talk about it. <laughs> The movie was great. Uh, Sally Hawkins, I believe, is her name. I should have this up, but I don't. Um, she's she's so good in this. She barely says a word, uh-huh. and she's so good. Um, uh, every like this movie just the it touches on topics for this for for that generation for that time period as well as like for from now. I, I don't know how, how it, fits, it, it, it fits. It relates. It just fits. It's relatable. Okay. You know. One of the characters, well, I, I don't want to give too much away, but like, just watch the movie, go see it, and you I guarantee you'll have a, it'll resonate with you, because it resonated with me when I left. That's cool. And um, I really want to learn sign, sign language. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to learn that. I was yeah. just not. It's definitely a movie that was has been on my radar, and I just, again, I don't go see movies a lot. I like only movie, the only movie I've seen. <laughs> Like, I saw It, and then the next thing I saw was Pitch Perfect, and I didn't see it until January of this year, and not December last year when it came out. So. Yeah. yeah it yeah, took I, me until December that. as well, too. See it. But, yeah, go go see Pitch uh, Perfect. Well, yeah, yeah, go, go see, see that, too. No, go see Shape of Water. <laughs> go see Shape of Water, because um, it's a fantastic movie. I really hope. Them, I mean, they were nominated for 13 Oscars. Holy shit, is it really? Yeah, and I think he that's... Al- he always gets nominated, though. Like, it's, it's his... His... Technical proficiency always gets him nominated. 
Yeah, he, his team is just yeah amazing. The set design, the costume design, the, uh, everything is so good in this, and I can't praise it enough. Um, so yeah, I, I'd go see it. Cool. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. In fact, yeah. Okay. Was that it? Movies wise, yeah. Movie wise, that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so now we got video games. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know if any of you are fans of the God of War franchise like I am. I actually really enjoy those games. Play the first one. Um, they finally announced a release date for the new God of War reboot. That's just called. Hey, guess what it's called? It's called God of War. Jesus uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy. Yeah. Um, coming out on April twentieth. Insert pot joke here if you like. If not, that's cool. You're not immature. Um, and I, it looks really rad. Like I was kind of. On the fence about this game from the original reveals and trailers and details that they put out about it, because I'm kind of open worlded out right now. Over yeah, you played a lot of over the last two <laughs> years. I've been playing a shitload of open world games, and not that they've been bad, because all the ones I've chose to play, I've really, really enjoyed. You get fatigued of it. But I'm 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 tired of hunting and I'm tired of cooking and I'm tired of discovering. <laughs> like just give me a nice directed experience. Why, that's why it was so nice to play Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy between, between uh, two big two major, open world games yeah. that I'm playing. So it's a nice change of pace. Um, but God of War, watching the release trailer uh, and seeing what the story is sort of more about and all that. It seems very, very interesting, and I'm way more leaning way more towards picking it up than I am waiting for it to be on sale or waiting for oh, yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems really, really cool. It's coming out April twentieth. Um, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, there'll be a link below. If or you might watch be playing it later, here, or silently playing here somewhere. We're not sure, uh, but yeah, I'll definitely put a link in the description of the YouTube video um, for it. You know, I lied. I actually did see the trailer. Did you? Um, I watched some of the trailer at work. Okay. Because I got an ad for it when I was watching YouTube at work. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I like from what I watched, like it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And, it really looks gorgeous. And the plot of Kratos being a god and his son not knowing, and then something happening with his kid, and there's blood. There's blood of a god running through his son's veins, and all this shit, like. It seems like a really cool story, and, and I'm I'm down to play this game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'll play it because I already got a shit ton to play uh-huh. and watch. Uh-huh. But um, well, you got till April. That's yeah, true. Uh, but like, I played the first one. I enjoyed the first one a lot. I yeah. thought it was gorgeous, also uh-huh. for its time. Um, but. Uh, Watching this, like I would have, this, of course, it's something you'll stream online. I'll probably watch you yeah. play it. I um, I played one, two, and three. I know you're big on the. I also War. played the PSP games, uh, Chains of Olympus and Ghosts of Sparta. Those those yeah. to me, honestly, are two of the best games in the franchise, oh, and right. they were on a handheld. Uh, oh really? They were fucking awesome games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't judge on that. I haven't played them. Yeah. I don't play the first one, but yeah, man. Um, my only beef with this and every other game that's coming out is it seems like everybody's trying to cheesy agrees put the Last of Us in their game like, and yeah, I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I mean that in like everybody's trying to tell a similar story, and that's okay. That's cool. There's you different tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, there's different takes on all those kind of, on that kind of story, which is fine. 
But like it just seems really glaring. Like even Uncharted Four had a little bit of Last of Us in it, and obviously it's the same developers, but yeah. it had a little bit of Last of Us in it. Like Horizon's got a little bit of the Last of Us in it. Every, everybody's got a little bit of that. We're gonna punch you in the gut real, real hard, real fast, and real early, and then you're gonna have to work your way out of it. And yeah. which is fine. It's not, not. It's not a negative thing. It's just. It's another one of those th- trends in video games that's kind of overtaking the medium but if done right you can yeah make for sure very good storytelling i just game. don't want it to become a bad trend like loot boxes have become hey wolf is here hey what's up wolf uh we are talking about god of war um and uh Chidi did agree with you about uh the two that you mentioned oh the psp games yeah those games are dope dude um so let me go back here um yeah ascension oh i didn't play ascension actually that's the only one i haven't played because Kratos is not the main character. Oh, it's a side story. Okay, Ascension, oh, Ascension was the only one he hasn't played either, yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. Um, and they try to cram some fucking multiplayer into that game. And it's like, you're not playing as Kratos. It's still called God of War, though. It's like, nah, fuck y'all. I ain't playing that. <laughs> um, and I guess you recommended Wolfenstein for a more AB storyline. Did you play Wolfenstein? Um, no, actually, I have Francis not. Francis played Wolfenstein. Yes, one yeah. and two. But right now, uh, I have Wolfenstein The New Order, which was the one that came out in 2013, coming from Gamefly so I can play through that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play through Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Because those games seem very interesting to me. Yeah. Like the story. They're over the top and all that shit. So yeah, I'm really excited to play through those. That's cool. But yeah, video game-wise, other than that, like, I'm just playing a lot of Zelda. Cooking some shit. If you cook some raw uh, prime meat and a hearty turnip, I still, yeah, I still got it your refills <laughs> all your health. Text, plus, yeah. you get five extra hearts. Shit, now that I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably anyway. be playing that soon. So that's God of War. I'm really excited about it now, whereas I was on the fence before. I think you should check out the trailer and, and uh, later on and tell me what you think because it's definitely uh something i'm super interested in now yeah um let me see here i'll get the next thing going while yeah we're... i feel the same way about open world yeah. games especially because he just got monster hunter oh did you world. shit i want to get that too so it's a bunch of hunting and explorings um all right uh what's the next topic next story mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Um, the next story I want to talk about is the Colin Moriarty video. Um, oh, right. For, okay. If you guys don't know Colin Moriarty, he used to be at IGN. He was that kind of funny, and now he does his own thing on, on YouTube and Patreon. And he does a video game channel called uh, SideQuest. And he put a video right. up this week talking about a dealing he had with Konami, Konami. in 2013. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, the video. Which was hilarious because like it was one of those stories where like you'd never think a story like this would ever be told because of the publisher and you know not wanting to burn bridges and all this stuff. But he said that he um, <laughs> he said that he uh, he got the okay from the people he used to work with at IGN and like, made sure he wasn't going to be liable legally for anything and told a story about how in 2013. And going back to 2011, I think it was, they uh, Konami had blacklisted IGN uh, USA from covering their games because they weren't happy with the review that IGN gave Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Right. And if you guys haven't watched this video, again, there'll be a link somewhere for you to click and watch. In the description or in the card. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where like Konami was already pissing me off because of the way they treated Hideo Kojima on the way yeah. out. 
Exactly. Yeah. And the way they I'm fucked up there. Metal Gear Five, <laughs> and uh, it's just weird, man. How publishers and I, I know they're not the only ones. I know that this is the only one that's being brought to light right now. I know that you know Rockstar has had some fire thrown at it from like bad working conditions for people, and I know that. Activision and EA have had similar things said about them, but here's an actual tangible story that we can actually point to and say, you know what? Fuck you, Konami. So they blacklisted IGN. He went for US. Yeah. He went for a a interview with them about Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, a game he was very excited about actually, because he liked the yeah. first one. And they said no. And he tried to talk to somebody he knew that worked there, and he wouldn't. They wouldn't talk to him, so he said, "Fine." Told his upper management about it, and they were supposed to get, you know, a demo from them at the IGN offices, but they canceled the first time, and then rescheduled with the project lead and the PR guy. And then when they found out that Colin was going to be the one covering the game, they canceled again. And uh, it's just a weird situation, a weird, completely unprofessional situation. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that even comes close to this was uh, Jeff Gersman gave uh, Kane and Lynch a bad review on uh, GameSpot because it was a bad game. And Square, I, uh, IO Interactive, I think it was Square, I don't think Square, Square Enix, Enix, no, I don't think they were publishing them yet. IDOS, uh, but their PR had contacted Games, GameSpot and were like, hey, you can't run this review. We're buying ad time on your site for this game. He goes, they like, uh, no, that's completely independent of our review system. And they went so hard on GameSpot that they ended up firing Jeff Gersman, which is what led to the starting of Giant Bomb, which is oh. the best video game website out there anyway. So fuck off. But, uh, but yeah, so they fired him. Jeez. And over a review score, over him giving a bad review to a bad game. And it's just one of those weird honesty. things, man. Yeah, like... How can you get away with that shit? And they called it out and like... So at one point, CBS, which was owned GameSpot at the time, purchased Giant Bomb. But Jeff Gersman said, the only way this is going through is if I get to sit down and talk about what actually happened. And so there's like an hour-long video podcast up on GameSpot also. That I think you can still find it or find it on YouTube where he talks about everything that happened and why it happened and why he got fired and why he's deciding to come back or come back under the umbrella but yeah that's the only other time that i can think of where something has become public with sure. actual tangible evidence to where you can say man fuck that developer or fuck that that publisher or yeah. that pr that pr company and it got to a point where like you and i are playing those my vegas games to earn rewards <laughs> yeah. points and i told you i said i'm deleting the, Kon- the konami one and you asked me why and i sent you a link to the video and you're like Okay, yeah, that makes I, sense. I feel kind of dirty, but I want I'm, those damn points. I'm not playing it. I don't care. I'm not playing the Konami one. It's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. When I watched this video, I was like, well, like, first of all, bravo for him finally talking about it, or being able to talk about it. Right. Um, but yeah, I just painted Konami in such a bad, bad way. They've been a dumpster fire for like the last decade, and, and it's finally coming it out. Sucks because there's so many games that they put out that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and like watching this and how unprofessional they are it's like i don't know if i could buy a game from them again don't worry they're not making any more games anyway the last game that is coming out right now is that metal gear survive game which is just using all the assets 
from Metal Gear. Really? But it's, I heard, I just heard about that. And, and people like, are saying, this is a good game, this is a good game. I don't fucking care if it's a good game. One, it's not Metal Gear in any way, shape, or form. Two, Konami is never seeing another one of my dollars, ever. And yeah, so I don't really care about it. And sucks. His voice seemed... The snake's not in it. It is not Snake's a Metal Gear game. Oh, no, it's oh just God, it's boy. just called Metal Gear, but it's not Metal Gear. I feel like for me, Metal Gear ended at uh, four. Four. The first ten hours of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Yes, rip. Are PT. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, again, PT or Silent Hill, like. Yeah, so I love Silent Hill. Sad about that because it was so good. But, it was so good. but it wouldn't be the same if they made one now anyway. Like, it wouldn't be. No, it's the, no, it's no. the same thing I was telling you guys a couple weeks ago about Burnout. If another Burnout got made, it wouldn't be the same. Nobody still works there. It would not. It would be pointless. Whether it felt the same or not, I mean, you kind of have to like, well, not with Konami, but right. Kind of almost just like at least play it out to see see what happens. Demo it, right? Know, for sure. What uh, it is at least maybe with, it's better. With Halo, uh, when Bungie left and bought themselves back from Microsoft and then 343 Industries took over the Halo games, I was real skeptical about Halo 4. Halo 4 actually ended up being a really fun game because they, they didn't try to change the formula. They made a Halo game, but they implemented their style to it. And I yeah. haven't played Halo 5 because I don't have an Xbox One, but I've, I've heard that Halo 5 is actually a really good game. And they have I've done what they should have done with 4, essentially, is made it their own. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm all for giving people a chance, but I would never if, an, if another Silent Hill got made, I would never go into it expecting it to be what I want Silent Hill to be. I would have to go in with an open mind because you would have to. nobody works there anymore. Same with Burnout. If they made a new Burnout, I wouldn't go in with the same nostalgia I have for Burnout Paradise because it's a completely different team now. Nobody fucking works there anymore at Criterion. Nobody. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fuck Konami. They're not fuck getting any more money. Yeah. It uh, really sucks, though, that shit like that went down. But as Wolf mentioned in the chat, Death Stranding. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, it's tiny letters trying to read. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in to check that out, man. I'm, yeah. Uh, that last trailer we, at least we got that from what happened with PT. We got something at least. That looks like a combination of Metal Gear and like yeah. a horror game also. like Yeah. I'm interested. My, my interest is peaked, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to see what they produce. I'm and sure, I'm sure we, see that in a while. we won't see that until 2020, <laughs> yeah. if that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that thing goes. And the thing that I like that really has me excited for it, because I know what it can do, the engine they're running on is the same game engine that Guerrilla Games built for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's what Death Stranding is running on. It's running on that engine. His engine. Yeah. No, no. No. Which engine? It, uh, the one the gorilla made for Horizon. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Because he, he didn't get to take anything from Konami. Oh, that's Konami right. Kept right, Fox right. That's right. But yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what that engine can do because I put 110 yeah. hours into Horizon and it gets me, it gets me it really good. excited. It looks yeah. great. It feels great. Like it plays it. great. It is objectively technically the best video game that was made last year as well as my favorite <laughs> <laughs> gotta throw it in there yeah <laughs> yes i do uh horizon hzd is that yeah, horizon Zero, okay. okay yeah Oh, not uh, um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm really excited cool. about about Death Stranding. Also, fuck Konami. They'll never get any money from me ever again. Yeah, I won't I'm, even. I'm done with them too. Uh, yeah, I won't even 
Like that stupid slots game. I'm not playing those anymore. I always I won on that fucking thing. That I, I did. Yeah, I know. I got a I got a thing from you sending me fucking coins the other day on Facebook after I told you. Oh, about that's it. right. Yeah. And I was like, you don't fucking send me this, Rick. Come on, don't do that. I'm at sixteen thousand. If you want me to go to Vegas, I gotta be playing that. I'm shit. at sixteen thousand rewards points already. By 16, the way, God, I'm not 16. even close. You gotta keep playing, bro. Keep playing yeah. the pop slots. I have twenty million coins into pop slots right now. Anyway, see what happens. Last video game story, real quick. Uh, it's not real quick, actually. It's actually a big ass actually fucking a big story. Ass story, and it's an amazing story. And it's also a company realizing they need to take a fucking bath on this generation of consoles and really try and get people back on their side. <laughs> and that is Microsoft Game Pass is $10 a month. And they were like, hey, there's some 360 games in here. There's some Xbox One games. It's not it's Netflix for video games, essentially, is what they're going for. And at first, it was like, here's some original Xbox games. Here's some 360 games. And here's some Xbox One games you can play. $10 a month. You can play them no matter what. That's insane, dude. They announced this week that going forward, as of now, every new first-party game, so it's Microsoft Studios game, every new first-party game is going to be available for you to play on Xbox Game Pass the day it comes out in physical retail. How is that and possible? It's, it's their, right now, it's just their games. It's just Microsoft games. Well, I know, but yeah. I feel like they're going to lose all the money. Not, not really. They're going to get... An extra amount of money because once I'm able to, I'll buy an Xbox One again now and pay that ten dollars a month. The only thing I so they they the the example they cite is the game Sea of Thieves by Rare that comes out March twentieth, I think it is March something or other. And they said starting with that one because that's the next Microsoft Studios game release, that game will be available for you to play for not for free but for your ten dollar a month subscription fee that you're paying. They also said that's not that's it's not stopping there. You can guarantee that State of Decay 2, which is coming out later this year, um, the next Halo games, the next Forza games, Gears of War games, all of their first-party titles will be available to play day one if you pay for that $10 a month Xbox Game Pass. And I saw that and immediately thought, well, now what they need to do is work on getting that back catalog of first-party games. Halo 5, the other Forza games, Gears of War 4, um... Uh, the Insomniac game that came out that was a Microsoft Studios uh, published game. Um, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset oh, Overdrive. Yeah, I remember that one. Sorry. Um, and yeah, so like get those games because even if they just came out with two games a year that were Microsoft Studios exclusive games, that would be worth it because that's $120 right there for two games. But the having the added value of all these other games that oh, uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't have played Gears of War 4, but it's at my fingertips. I'll play it. I can play it with a subscription. Like, that would be awesome. So they need to work on getting that back catalog going. But I think it's fucking awesome that going forward, every Microsoft Studios game will be on that Game Pass. And it makes the Xbox One a more um, attractive console now. Because you can get one for 200 bucks. An Xbox yeah, One S. It's gone down in price. Yeah. Not the One X. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't need that shit. But you get the Xbox One S for like 200 bucks right now, and then ten dollars a month. So like you're gonna spend 320 bucks, and you're gonna have this catalog of games to play. And it's pretty insane, man. Pretty insane. And then you don't have to have Xbox Live Gold 
You can't either, though, if you want to play online, though, right? Yeah, but who? you don't need to play these. All these games are all games you can play by yourself. Like, yes. Oh, well, like, yes, Halo ones. multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, gotcha. Gears of War has multiplayer. Yes, Forza has multiplayer. But that's, that's not what I go to those games for. I go to those games for the single player experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's fucking amazing. That's insane. I do think that's insane. I do. I am trying to comprehend like how. Like I get people will buy into this, but is it going to be enough that they kind of make up? So or... somebody did some math because they talked about this on kind of yeah, funny this week, like... and somebody did the math and said that only uh, judging by the sales of the Xbox One exclusive games from last year and how many Xbox One ones are in the wild. Uh, only 15% of people that own Xbox Ones bought Microsoft exclusive games. Okay. And the math to that was they only made like $97 million off games, which is not, not only, but it's a good amount, but that's 15% of the audience. And the guy said, you know, 15% of the audience got this game pass. Uh, uh, it would, it would, they would make even more money. And yeah. that... If you think about it, and just like Netflix, it's ten dollars a month. That's like, true. Yeah, it's ten dollars a month, and so movie pass. Yeah, kind of thing, movie yeah. pass, Netflix. Well, Netflix is eleven dollars a month now. Fuck you, Netflix. Ten dollars. Ten ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. It's eleven dollars. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things where like if you if you did that, so let's just say that same amount of people bought the Game Pass that bought game the Xbox One games and kept it for the entire year. They're making like ten times the amount of money they would have made just by selling a physical That's copy crazy. of the game. Really? Yeah. Well, think about it, dude. Like, I guess yeah. Let's let's well let's say I mean, Netflix. If Netflix stuff. put <laughs> Glow out on, and I know they put a Stranger Things out on DVD, right? Yeah, they did. So you go out and you buy that DVD. It's forty bucks or whatever, or you give them eleven dollars every uh... month as a consumer. And you really like that thing, so you go buy the physical copy anyway. I would probably buy it for the extra features. See? <laughs> Games don't have that luxury of having the extra features. Yeah. But, man, this is getting closer to that Netflix style of game delivery that we've been wanting for a long time. If, if that happens, because I know we talked about that, like, I think before, even before our podcasting, when Netflix yeah. came out. Um, well, yeah, it's like, if that happens, that's going to be crazy. And well, we talked about it on the show in particular because there was a rumor, um, crazy in a good way, four or five years ago, maybe a little longer. It was one of the first things we talked about, oh, actually. Shit. There was a rumor that they were going to subsidize Xbox 360s through your uh, internet provider. That was a rumor, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, if you commit to two years of Xbox Live and internet service, you basically get the Xbox 360 for free. That's right. I and remember that talk. Okay. This yeah. is this is closer to that happening. This is kind if of if they came out and said, you know what this also opens the door for? This opens the door for a whole different skew of Xbox One. Like you can ship an Xbox One with no disk drive and just a fat fucking hard drive, and it's just a smaller a way smaller box that you plug into your TV. Hmm. You sell that for $150? Here's a $150 box, you plug it into your TV. Or you say, if you commit to two years of Xbox Game Pass, here's this box that only plays digital games for $100. Just like they used to subsidize cell phones. I was going to say, just like commit, Just commit to the contract, which I would do happily. And even if it was like, here, 
give us a hundred dollars down and then pay us five dollars a month for two years like subsidize that plan somehow to where it makes it easier for me to get an xbox one in my hands and play these games and i'm all in i don't know if they're going to go that route because right now they're just working on this subscription model so it might be a long time before they ever try to do a subsidized model but if you subsidize yeah. the cost for the consumer man and make it way easier for me to get like less points of failure no disk drive you don't have to worry about that all it is is the chipset and a hard drive yeah. and that's it for me see, i don't think i could do that i could do that easy i'd rather just put down my 400 dollars and buy the playstation yeah. or buy yeah. buy the xbox yeah x or whatever the fuck yeah and just have already have it because i don't know just I, I don't like monthly payments i like monthly payments. I fucking hate monthly payments i like monthly payments better than i like Parting with four hundred dollars at once. I'd In fact, part with I would once. I would willingly part with five hundred dollars over the course of a year than to give you four hundred dollars all at once, and that's the whole point of the subsidized plans, man. Yeah, I would. I do don't that. know. I, I, don't, would, I don't think I could. I would fucking do that. I think. No, I mean, I understand why you would do that, just because you play a lot. But yeah. For me, like, I'd rather just toss it down, um, just because, like, like with Amazon, I pay it all at once. Yeah. Same you know, way. just because I think it's better that way. And also, they just raise the prices for if you do monthly it, Amazon. Monthly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yay that they didn't raise our prices. Yeah. Well, um, they will next year. I'm sure they will probably they will next, next year. year. Yeah. Um, it's part of their plan for world domination. Is... <laughs> Every time yeah. Amazon new st- Amazon story comes out. <laughs> Screaming what? Out. Amazon key? <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Oh god. What? Shopping without having to pay? <laughs> Alright, don't kill the goat now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an interesting idea. I think if they did some, I mean, first of all, yeah, the $10 a month, like if they did the math and it's going to benefit them, fucking go for it. You know? And right now it's just, and so now but, they're also working with GameStops and other retailers to sell uh, subscription bundles. Oh, I know. So what it's like say now. Three month card, six month card, year long card, like, like that. So the retailer is still gonna get money, so it's not just not just completely kicking them out of the loop. Yeah, now I know. Remember, I remember what I was gonna say now. Yeah. So you're talking about like have it all just be in one box. Isn't that kind of what the Steam box is? First off, Steam boxes don't actually exist. It was a nice idea, but okay. See, I'm behind on that thing because I uh, thought like they actually sold Steam boxes where you can no, download that, the games. The, that that was the plan. That was the plan. And yeah, if you want to, if you want to spend. You know, thirteen hundred dollars on a good PC to play video games, but <laughs> they're trash. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, they're trash. They were. They were. <laughs> I, I don't know. The I Steam boxes remember. that came out were fucking garbage. Okay. Um, but if you, yeah, but see, the whole point is, so it'd be like the Ferrari like, of yeah, Steam well, boxes then. <laughs> but yeah, then but you still have to build a fucking badass PC to play these games that are on PC. Then you still have to pay for the games on PC yeah. after spending all this money. The whole point of this of the Xbox idea, in my opinion, would be to, you know, like I said, cut down on the size of the box so you don't have to put the disc drive in it. You don't have to put extra the TV bullshit. They completely abandoned Connect and announced they aren't making it anymore. So you take all that stuff that. out of the box and you can make that box infinitely smaller than it is now and sell me that box for a cheaper rate because there's all a bunch of less technology in it. And then I'm going to give you $10 a month. So it was like... um the uh like like a fire stick or a fire tv right for video games okay you know yeah 
I because gotcha. like Netflix is a great model to invoke when you talk about this, but yeah. they don't have a Netflix. They don't have a, they don't have a box that you buy from. They did at one point. They had, um, didn't they have a Netflix box? I thought they did. Oh, they were going to do one. I think. If anything, it maybe it was rumored. They were going to do one. Of. Um, but yeah, like, and then then the app is what saved that. They just put the app out. Um, but yeah, like if Netflix sold a physical box that you could buy and then you gave them the eleven dollars a month or whatever, that would be. I think the the more the better model to, to talk about is like the Fire Stick or a Fire TV. Fire Stick or Fire or, TV. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV. Except that fuck Apple TV. Uh, <laughs> if Apple TV had a subscription model to where it was like, give us this amount of money a month and you can watch all the content that's on our thing, then yeah. But yeah, like the Fire TV with a, with a Netflix subscription model is essentially what, yeah. what yeah. I would buy an Xbox. All right, all right. And not to stream the games, but give me a fat hard drive so I download the game right. and play it locally rather than trying to stream it. Because that's the problem with Sony's thing right now with their streaming service, PlayStation Now. Right. That's their only problem is that they'd rather pay to serve the bandwidth for streaming it than they would pay to sh- 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 uh, for the bandwidth for you to download and play locally. Which I, I they're that probably seems... they're probably also afraid yeah, of exploits and cracks and, and cracks. people's yeah, piracy. But get your shit under control and make that happen. Right now, Sony has a subscription model where I you forgot. can play a bunch yeah. of old games and PS4 games. But the main problem is a lot of people don't have fast enough or good enough internet to stream them. Figure it out. Sony already has all this in place to kick Microsoft in the balls again. All they have to do is announce, oh, now you can download the games and play them locally. Interesting. And they'd have to lower their price because right now it's, I think it's $20 a month or $19 really? oh, a month. Fuck, that's yeah. a lot. But it's got a lot of PlayStation 1 games, a lot of PlayStation 2 games, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4 games. Yeah, it's too much money. But they'd have to bring that price down. And they've been messing with their pricing model. But the thing that's killing them, in my opinion, is the fact that you have to stream the games. If you could download and play them locally, which is what you're going to be able to do with this Xbox Game Pass, yeah. they, would, they would be destroying it. Yeah, I, yeah. But Microsoft man is just trying to win the hearts and minds of gamers back after they royally <laughs> fucked up at the beginning of this generation, and they're not doing poorly. They're selling a lot of consoles. They're just not where they want to be. I have. They'll, they'll find. They'll find it soon. Yeah, and I. You know, this, like this would be a thing that would push me over the edge to get in an Xbox One S, which I don't have. I have not had an Xbox console this generation, and. Like, it's one of those things where if they would have announced this before I got my Switch, I probably would have got an Xbox. an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy I have the Switch. I don't regret it in any way, but right. I haven't played Halo 4 yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Switch, Segway! Yeah. What, what's the thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, did you read up more about this? Uh, no. Labo. Oh, the Labo thing. Well, so yes, yeah, transition. I mean, <laughs> so the Labo thing. I just, I know you guys talked about it last week. I just wanted to give my t- quick two cents. I didn't watch the video, so I'm not sure if you guys were positive. I know Bryce said it's not for him. Um, at first, the first thing I thought when I saw this was like, uh oh, Nintendo's taking the crazy pills again. Uh, they're just being weird for the sake of weird. But then I kind of looked at it and I was like, it's for me. The only thing that makes it not for me is it's too expensive. How much was it? Oh, yeah. 70, 70 and 80. 80 yeah. yeah. 
The variety pack is 70, which comes with a bunch of little things, and then the robot one is 80, which I understand that I'm paying for the soft the software also, but like if these are just kind of glorified apps and I'm paying $80 for fucking cardboard and gears and shit that are hard to put together. I love putting shit together. My son would love something like this. I was going to say, I think your um, son would probably love this. But I also know how my son is, and it would break in two days, and then I'd be $80 <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but they also announced that they're going to have the stuff online for you to download the templates, and you can print them out yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, stuff. Bryce mentioned that um, too, yeah. But the thing you won't be able to do is like there's like I don't know if you saw the you saw the video right yeah where it has like intricate gears and pulleys and strings yeah, inside yeah. like you can't print that out how am I supposed to do that if uh, if it, if anything breaks uh, there's there's a whole modding community that I'm sure can figure it out yeah but then it's gonna cost me the same amount of money that it would to just buy the fucking thing again I just meant for like the modding community yeah. you know <laughs> um, I think it's something that it looks interesting and looks cool and looks fun but at the same time like. All right, Nintendo, you had a good year. <laughs> After a bad four or five, you had a one, a really good fucking year. So I'm not taking anything away from the year you've had. It's been fucking awesome. Slow your roll a little bit. Pump the brakes. <laughs> relax. Enjoy the year you had before you start coming out with this crazy weird shit again. I like when Nintendo gets crazy and weird. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, this to me seems more good than bad, but at the same time, hold on, hold on, because we've only had two gigantic games for the Wii, for the Switch. I almost said Wii U. We only <laughs> had two big gigantic games for the Switch. I know everybody's buying everything on the Switch, but they're only buying it because they're trying to justify the purchase of their console. I'm sorry, but if, if Nintendo had been king shit for the last five or six years, nobody would have fucking bought ARMS. Nobody. Oh, the, punch, the yeah. boxing game. Nobody would have bought that shit. And it got bought and sold well based on the fact that there was nothing else to play on the Switch at the time. I just don't want to move when I play games. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I don't count uh, because it is a rehash of a game that was on the Wii U. And I know it sold well, and I bought it myself for the Switch, and it's fucking fantastic, but, but that is not it. It's still, it's still just a port. Um, wait till we get an Animal Crossing. Wait till we get a new Pokemon. Wait till we get a new God, Pokemon. Wait, give us a new Pikmin. Not ports. Give us new games before you start trying to give us this weird shit. Yeah. Um, I, I know nobody at Nintendo is even fucking listening to this, but <laughs> my whole point is just, yo, calm down. So you haven't earned that yet. I kind of sat on this a little bit more after we recorded, and the more I started thinking about it, the more I'm like, all right. Um, I mean, you brought up a really good point, which you said, like, again, I don't, I'm, I don't know everything about uh -huh. this because I haven't really looked into it, but you said, well, maybe it's just an app working for these specific things. Yes. If it's not that, I think this is fucking genius because right. you can create whatever you want, you know, right. if it's like programmable, like you can, you know, do things or mod things. I don't, as again, I don't know how it works. So the programmable. If you can get creative yeah. with it, uh -huh. like with modding is like you know there's that maker maker fair or whatever you know like if they can take that switch and like do all kinds of crazy shit with it that's pretty fucking awesome and i mean I, i'm sure yeah. someone's probably could hack it too that that's <laughs> the only way that stuff's gonna happen because the but software that comes with this stuff, it'll sell though if, if i mean if someone can crack it it'll sell but then but if someone can crack it then it won't sell because they won't have to buy that they can make their own cardboard things 
But no, but Nintendo's really good about <clears throat> exploits and covering them up quickly. But like, so the piano thing, it's actually pretty cool. It's really cool, and the way it works is you put your Joy-Con that has the infrared sensor inside the piano. That's how. It and works. so that's how it judges the distance between the keys. That's how it translates what buttons you're pushing that's on the piano. That's impressive, dude. Yeah, it's really impressive. Um, the robot that moves around, the little RC robot thing, the way that's, that's moving. Cool. Is you put your, you put your Joy-Con in it, and using the rumble, it rumbles a specific way and causes the th- thing to move. So it doesn't have wheels or motors or anything like that. It's all using the technology of the Switch, and the and the the software that comes with it is software for the Switch. It's not something you can plug in anywhere else. And um, but now that people see this, you can use your Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons on. PC because they're just Bluetooth. Oh, so really? yeah. So I think what people will do is they will find this and see this and build their own programs for PC that are very similar to this so you can use your Joy-Cons for that. That's cool. So you won't have to crack Nintendo software. You won't have to hack into anything. They'll just make their own software that works with the controllers. The one another thing that I want to we talked about this and want to let it more settled in. It, it made me also think like my nephew he really likes to build stuff too. Yeah. Like he likes to create things. Like he's actually, like I guess how your uh, uh, your kids doing? Like he taking a he's taking a programming class too. Nice. I was like, what? <clears throat> or Michaela's taking. The she she class, took one. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was like only four weeks, but it was, it's it was like, just a fun thing. Oh, like God, I wish we had that when we yeah. were kids. It was the Lego <laughs> the Lego robotics yeah. set. Class so yeah, he's and, taking yeah. a programming class, cool. and um, like this thing that Nintendo has Labo. Like, this can inspire kids to do, yeah. you know, to push them towards making stuff, you know? Yeah. Or them or saying... Or pushing them in, like, the direction of, of science, yeah. you know? Which or, is good. Or even them saying, you know what? I don't like the cardboard designs that came with this thing. I'm going to make my I'm gonna own. Make something else, yeah. And put the thing... And play this game so, with essentially the same controller, Toy-Con. Stupid. Toy-Con. That's what they're calling them, the Toy-Cons. Oh, they were Joy-Cons. No. The, the cardboard... Sets. Oh, they're calling them oh, Toy-Con oh, okay, 1 okay. and Toy-Con 2. <laughs> anyway, so you're basically doing the same thing, but like if you're, you're like my son or your nephew sees the little piano that comes with him and goes, I don't like the way that looks and makes his own out of cardboard and just implements that, then that's awesome too. Yeah. So it's still like, I, I like the, sparking I, yeah. that creative side of kids' minds, which I really dig. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I have trouble with words. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the creative part of it yeah. for the kids I think is wonderful. Yeah. Um, technology is moving fast and this is something that can inspire kids to do more yeah. than just whatever someone hands them like no fuck it I'm going to do something better exactly what you said yeah and I, again I think it's something that's really cool but I do think that Nintendo needs to slow their roll a little bit and before they start trying to sell us cardboard yeah. they need to actually come out with more games and not count on the third party ports that are coming because the Switch the eShop is a fucking hassle to navigate already with really? Phone ports and garbage. I have no issues navigating it. It's dude. But uh, yeah, uh, the idea I think for kids is yeah. definitely a good idea. It's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm definitely someone that's cautiously optimistic about it and kind of sitting on the fence, going, "Oh, I'll see how this shakes out before I commit any money to it." So I think that's a show. Yeah, show. Um, a very good show, um, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, I pushed the wrong spot. 
so yeah, that's gonna end it for us today. Uh, thanks for everyone who dropped in or lurked. Yep. Uh, Cheesy, thanks for being a mod. We made you a mod. Wolf, thanks also for coming by. So if you want to catch us, we put up these videos Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday we put up a video and an audio. Then Wednesday, Thursday we put up videos. But Friday the full motherfucking show was up on Friday. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do it as good as Bryce. So. Um, it's alright. It's not bad. So be sure to subscribe to us or listen to us on iTunes or any other audio listening. Until next time. That was some shit we like. Mm-hmm.